This is Unfilter, episode 87 for February 26th, 2014. A Fox News alert on new plans by the Pentagon to shrink our military to levels not seen in more than half a century. Good Monday morning to you. I'm John Scott. Hi, everybody. Hope you're after a great week so far. I'm Jenna Lee, and we're now awaiting a key briefing from Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel, where he's expected to announce cuts that would slash the U.S. Army to its smallest force since before the World War II buildup and eliminate an entire class of Air Force attack jets. Top military brass describing it as the first budget to aggressively push the military off the war footing it adopted after the 9-11 terror attacks. On this week's episode of Unfiltered Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel on Monday proposed shrinking the Army to its smallest size in 74 years, closing bases, reshaping the forces to confront future threats like cyber warfare. Old special interests are digging in and fighting back with everything they've got. But how deep are the cuts and are there really any reductions in spending? We'll dig in. Plus, the NSA doubles down in Germany, an update in the Ukraine, and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfiltered. From the Jupiter Broadcasting Underground Bunker in the hills of Washington State, welcome to this episode of Unfilter, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news that you should not be watching. Joining me every week at this time is Chris Fisher. I'm Chase Nunes. Chris? Hey there, Mr. Chase. I cannot believe it. We've made it episode 87 of the Unfilter Show, and here we are, 87 episodes in, no, and they're taking up... No, that's conspiracy. No? I don't believe it. You don't believe we can prove that we've done 87 episodes? Nope. nope. I think it's not actually that hard to nope. prove. No, we're not. No. So you're not just... No. Just I don't believe it. The facts. You're no. a fact-based guy is what you're I, saying. I believe in numbers. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> so let me tell you about 87 numbers, Chase. 87 weeks? Can you believe it? No. It's crazy. I still don't believe it. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm skeptical. Well, maybe, I, maybe this is the episode <laughs> we can win you over. Uh, it's a big show, and before I forget... No, wait. No, 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 Chris. It's not just a Chase. big show. It's a really big show. Big show, Chase. Such a big show, you're actually wearing pants this week. I am. I am. <laughs> what, 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 what do I have right here? You have a communicator. It's you a have Star- an insignia. It's, it's a Star Trek shirt. It's yeah. a Star Trek performance shirt with uh, stitching. So when you sweat... <laughs> it, it gets whisked it away. It wicks away. Yeah, like uh, like maybe like Captain Kirk fighting a Gorn on a planet. Yeah, but there's no stripes. They're, they're short sleeves. Well, I mean, this is... So, so, so what are you, an ensign? No man, I'm just this modernized. Actually, it's a black shirt. So what does that mean? Are you? Are I'm you? JJ up in here. You're JJ and yeah, up in there. JJ. Yeah, JJ. JJ likes the black shirt, the yeah. black tight shirt. Right. This is how I do. This is how I do. Yeah, it's a little so, too tight. Uh, coming up on the. I know. Well, hey, you know what? <laughs> Lens flares. Yeah. Well, there's a lot here. Yeah, I know. That's I why know. we. That's why we can't do the show with video too because many lens you would be just blasted with lens. It'd flares. be crazy. Too much. Way of the future. <laughs> so fiber up, optics. On this week's episode, I want to spend a little time on the NSA, but. Um, Wait, no. I know, no. it's weird. How long have we been doing Dog NSA? Dog with a bone, Chase. <laughs> 
for since episode what fifty four of yeah. the Unfiltered Show, we're yeah. staying on this. <laughs> and honestly, it's um, I, I feel like now it's it's become like a point of pride uh, because the mainstream media really has nothing they want to talk about anymore. No, they don't. Well, remember, it's all about commercials. It's about the ratings. It's right. about the numbers. So I feel like I, so that just makes me want to double down on the NSA. We're coverage. about the education, right? Right. So we're going to start with the NSA this week. Then I want to transition into uh, we have a lot to talk about on these. Big budget cuts proposed yeah. to the United States military, the world's largest which, which, military. Which is very, uh, very skeptical for me and, and for you, too, because, you know, we, we've seen these kind of— Are you putting words in my mouth? Well, we've seen these contractual things happen before, but sure. then, then it so just seems— starts, it, But it just seems that the military-industrial complex just Continues keeps getting, on. It keeps getting bigger, and the private, privatization keeps yeah. getting bigger as well. Yeah. So. You know, I, uh, as a contractor, ended up in a few gigs where uh, the guy that I was working with—so I will say this. Whenever I had a client where the IT guy was a former military guy, I was a little relieved uh-huh. because I knew that guy was going to be somebody I could work with, somebody who was going to be upfront about the problems, communicate with me exactly what What's their expectations right. were, what was going on, what was wrong, and that he and I were going to work and we were going to be able to trust each other. And right. I'm just going to tell you that upfront. Like, that has been my experience working with these guys through clients. And I, I, it has been a very positive experience. But I did notice something a lot of times, you know, as part of a client relationship is I'll take these guys out to lunch, you know, I'll, I'll be buddy-buddy with them and things like that. Yeah. And a lot of them, and I, really, individually, they didn't know each other, referred to the military as the beast. And specifically, whenever they refer to the budget, they call it the beast that needs to be fed. And so I've taken that. I've called like what the NSA is doing part of the beast. But that was always inspired by these clients I had who are former members of the military. Right, yeah. So I I really want to get into that in a little bit. But I think first, it is our duty to start with the NSA stuff. It's our duty. Totally. Top of the show. Our duty. To start with the NSA stuff at the top of the show. I think we need a special NSA update now. Gosh, somebody we, should make one for us. Like a because I mean I've got like I've got Wolf in here. Hey Wolf. This is CNN's Wolf yeah. Blitzer. So Wolf is always he's always so, here. so if you're creative with audio, uh, send it in the show unfilter at jupiterbroadcasting.com. Send it in. Yeah. You know, keep it short. Yeah. I would say fifteen seconds ish. More or less. More or less. And you yeah. can you can have it lead off if you want. We can always trim it yeah. off, no yeah. big deal. Yeah. And uh we need something for NSA. Something update. for the NSA stuff. Yeah, something special. Yes. That way because otherwise because if we have a good bump, we're gonna just gonna keep doing it. Oh yeah, yeah, and you yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's a good bump. And actually, you know, we'll we'll throw a note uh, in the in the show notes, you'll get credit. Oh, that's oh, yeah. a good idea, Chase. Yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. So one of the stories that's kicking around right now is that Obama is weighing four options regarding that metadata four. collection. Four options, and uh, here they are for you, One, Chase. One, uh, put your junk in that box. Two, <laughs> cut a hole in that box. Uh, three. Four options are now being weighed by the White House <laughs> for revamping the NSA's phone surveillance program, according oh. to the Wall Street Journal. Three of those options involve running all the data through outside entities, including the phone companies or other government agencies like the FBI. The fourth choice, to abolish the program completely. Oh! Um, will never happen. So uh, then, so today, the Wall Street Journal uh, also, and I have uh, I have the best bits quoted in the show notes because there's a paywall for the Wall Street Journal, but you can click through it if you know how to get around that. Uh, the Obama administration has asked a special court for approval to hold on to the National Security Agency phone records for a longer period. Um, now, get ready for this, Chase. Right. The Wall Street Journal reported last week the Justice Department was considering such a move, which would end up expanding the controversial phone records database. By not deleting older call records 
at all. Under the current system, the database is purged of phone records more than five years old. The Justice Department, in a filing made public yesterday, said it needs to hold on to the older records as evidence in lawsuits brought by the American Civil Liberties Union, the Electronic Electronic Frontier Foundation, and others. So what they're saying is, hey, you know these guys that are going after us for having all of these records? Well, in order to respond to their lawsuits, we have to keep the records forever, which is so brilliant on their part. I have a minor uh, conspiracy. Minor. No need for bacon or anything. Okay. They already have the records, right? So what they want to do Just is keep them. Well, they no, no. They they want to have this. Uh, they want to keep them. Yeah. And say, well, we have them, but they already have them now. So if they say we can keep them indefinitely, then these old records will materiously reappear. Oh, what magical! That were supposed to be deleted six years ago, five years ago, but now they're back because uh, of uh, new techniques. So under the proposal made by the uh, FISA court, the older data would continue to For be Stanford. held. But NSA analysts would not be able to allow to search it without a search warrant. Uh, so we just keep the records forever. But it's a rubber stamp court. Keep it forever. Yeah. You know, you know what? You, Chris, you got nothing to hide. No, I got nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. Now, do you remember this big upset when we found out that Angela Merkel was being monitored? Oh, yeah. Well, and, she was pissed. Yes. And pissed Obama came off. out and said, you know what we're going to do, Angela, for you? What we're going to do? For you, babe. What we're do? We're going to stop monitoring your cell phone. We're not going to look at you We're anymore. not going to watch it. We're not, not going to watch. watch it. We're not going to so look. So what, they, what nope. the NSA's response was is... Sure enough, they stopped monitoring Angela Merkel's cell phone. What they decided to do instead... Is tap her internet connection. No. <laughs> they doubled down on all of the aides around oh, her. God. U.S. intelligence agents have reportedly started spying on German ministers, and that's even after President Obama told them to stop bugging Chancellor Merkel. Let's get now more details on this from Artis Lucy Kofinov, who joins us live from Berlin. Hello there, Lucy. So what happened to Washington's promise to stop spying on France then? Well, that's certainly a question that the German foreign minister is likely to ask his counterparts when he visits Washington on Thursday. Uh, The National Security Agency was allegedly monitoring 320 (laughs) people here in Germany, mostly politicians, also business leaders. And this is according to a German newspaper here, Bild am Sonntag, which says its info comes from a high-ranking NSA employee here. Not Edward Snowden, which I think is interesting. This would be an existing NSA employee based in Germany who is now leaking to the media directly. Comes from a high-ranking NSA employee here in Germany. Now, that source was quoted uh, as saying the agency had the order not to miss out on any information now that the NSA is no longer able to monitor the chancellor's uh, communications directly. Uh, The interior minister, a close confidant of Ms. Merkel, was also a allegedly watched, as well as several firms, such as SAP, a competitor of the U.S. company Oracle. This allegation was rejected by the U.S. National Security Council spokeswoman, who said that the United States did not spy to give American firms competitive advantages. So she's not denying that they're spying. What she's denying is that it's corporate espionage spying. So they're not denying the spying, right? No, we're just not spying for Oracle, (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, and I like the idea that Obama says, all right, you guys, simmer down. Stop now, watching Merkel. You need to stop doing that. Right. But get everybody else around her. He gets, hey. Hello, everybody. Hello. Could, could you stop spying on Merkel? But then they double down on everyone Everyb- around Merkel. Everybody else. No difference. Yeah. No difference at all. Well, remember, with the five degrees of Kevin Bacon uh, analogy, right, you, you know what? You, you already know about her. Now, this is not being covered by English media, essentially. Uh, I have... 
a Google translated document that thankfully was linked in our subreddit over at unfiltered.reddit.com that gives you more information about this, but you're going to have to go read it on your own because uh, there's really nobody else talking about this. And one of the things that I have been concerned about is sort of the fallout from the news of what the NSA is doing. Like as other countries sort of process this and think about how it affects them, how is that going to affect the Internet? Well, that's what my concern has been. We begin today with a new fight against NSA snooping. This one is bringing Brazil and the European Union together, literally connecting the two regions of the globe. The groups just announced an agreement in Brussels to build an undersea communications cable. These are the submarine cables that currently carry Internet traffic around the world. The proposed underwater route would look like this, traveling under the depths of the ocean from Lisbon, Portugal, to Fortaleza, Brazil. The line would reduce the country's reliance on U.S. cables after word got out of NSA spying on international leaders, including our allies. Brazilian President Dilma Rousseff has been vocal about respecting privacy rights. Here she is speaking about the issue yesterday. I believe this is a policy that if we adopt it in a concrete way, and Brazil will make every effort in this direction, that we will be giving a major contribution to sustainable and safe relations between our countries. The cable is estimated to cost $185 million. It's another example of the fallout after leaks from former NSA contractor Edward Snowden revealing a mass government spying program. So they are laying a new they, fiber cable they to can bypass lay, the U.S. They can lay a fiber cable thousands of miles under an ocean. Yet our local government can't build a freaking tunnel a mile long that costs right. $2 billion. Well, I mean... Hello. This is Brazil, and this is what the other thing. So, if you zoom out a little bit, yeah, it's not just this new cable being ran. Well, under the it's ocean. it's the message. It that, is Brazil working with the European Union at a whole new level now. Yeah. to bypass us completely. This is this is you, America. You effed up here. Okay? Yeah, you big time. We have up been here. the stewards of the internet. Yeah, since it's a, since it was created here. Yeah, and now the rest of the world is seeing that we are no longer fit to run it. But the worst thing about it is the NSA is like, well, we don't care. We're still going to do what we're right. going to do. And this is something that I have been bitching about vocally yeah. for since since all of the Edward Stone lease came out. Is what does this make the? How does this make the rest of the world view the United States stewardship of the internet? Well, it makes it a lot worse. For yeah, one. and yeah. It, and it, it begins very slowly the process of creating individual internets for countries yeah. where Brazil has its own internet, and maybe the European Union has their own internet, and the United States has their own internet, and maybe Google creates servers in each version of each country's internet to serve those people in those areas, but it's no longer the same internet. And I have gotten a lot of emails that say, Chris, it's already like that. I can't watch Netflix over here, or I can't watch Hulu over here. It's already like that. Well, but I just saw, yeah. I ascribe that to just... Those are logical blocks. They are not actual physical wiring, no, no, by, wiring no. bypasses. No, no. I mean, like you are you are shut off right. from from. It's a different network. Yeah, it's a totally different network. It's like you know you can't access Bank of America's network if you're Citibank. You know you're not going to go into their systems. You I, can't. It's totally and, separate businesses. And in the shadow of like the Comcast Time Warner merger, the recent deal between Comcast and Netflix, all of this really has me worried about the future of the internet. Well, you know the good news is and. 
you know, um, I don't know. We should I, we should have this in the show notes. There's a great article written by The Verge. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That might be in actually. That might actually be it in actually the show. be in here. Okay, it might be. Oh, it's, in the, it's in the supporters. Yeah, it's a great article talking about how the internet is effed. It's effed. It's, it's completely effed. But yeah. we can't uneff it. Right. And it's one of those situations where it's a great read if if you want to find out what you can do. And it's one of those things where. Uh, we already know that Comcast alone has literally more than too much power. They have a hundred people dedicated to lobbying in Washington D.C. Yeah, a hundred, a hundred people. Yeah, okay, that's big money. That's a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, you can't even fit a hundred people in this house. No, that's a lot of people. Yeah, so. Just keep your eyes open, you guys, and we can't undo this. We can because you know it is a hundred people is a lot of people, but if you think about it, that's not even. That's not even a half of the amount of people that are watching us live right now. Right. Right? That's not even a half. Not even a half. So you think about it in that context. We can do a lot more as long as we stay informed and stay organized. Now, did you see – so you know that Greenwald has started his own publication. Did you see this piece he ran um, about how covert uh, – he called it – this is the title how – convo- how covert agents infiltrate the internet to manipulate, deceive, and destroy reputations. Did you see this? Mm-mm, no. Uh, so he goes to say uh, agencies like the GCHQ and the NSA are attempting to control, infiltrate, manipulate, and warp online discussions. And in doing so, they are compromising the integrity of the Internet itself. Among, among the core self-identified purposes of the JTRIG, which is a GCHQ group, which is out of Britain, are two tactics. Number one, to inject all sorts of false material onto the internet in order to destroy the reputation of its targets and number two the social sciences and other techniques to manipulate online discourse and activism to generate outcomes it considers desirable they believe they can poke things in the cyber world to make things happen in the physical world and greenwald had a great piece about this which was like the number one story on the unfiltered subreddit and we have it linked in our show notes right now i also have some of the slides linked in our show notes slides taken directly from the gchq about how they go into groups, they spread disinformation. But you know what? Here, here's the best part about at least about the internet as it is right now. There are still public outlets and public forums sure. out there yeah. that you know you can go in and find out that this stuff is bogus and is falsified and fabricated. So what was weird though is, um, and this didn't, of course didn't happen in the unfiltered subreddit, right? Because thankfully, this is the benefit of being a, a smaller subreddit. This story comes out about how groups at the GCHQ and the NSA are manipulating online conversations. And then what happens on Reddit? It gets censored. Big time. Big time censorship all across Reddit, across world news, across r slash news, across world politics. How does it get censored? Like what? what, what The moderators are killing the story every single time. The moderators. The moderators. It just takes the moderators. That's all it takes on Reddit. So why are the moderators censoring it? Why are they killing it? So like the moderators on like the slash r news subreddit, which have over two million, two million subscribed readers, repeatedly killed the Greenwald story about manipulation online. Uh, and and again, this happened. What was their reasoning? What was their reasoning for killing it? They don't have a good reason. They're, they, I mean, you'd think they would. They they would say stop posting the story because. Well, so in world news, they would say, well, this is a U.S. specific story, and then in the news subreddit, they would say, well, this is really sort of a, of a more of a world story, and they would kill it either way. And each time so they they're kill killing it, it based on region. That's it. I don't know. That's just weird. It is really weird. 
The moderators have even been, say like World News, which has over five million subscribers, repeatedly deleted the story. Each time the story got posted, it had to be re-voted back up. It wasn't until TechDirt and a few other websites ran the story that Jesus Christ, Reddit is moderating the f out of the story. Then finally, the story got some exposure. But still, there's been no mainstream coverage. And in the show notes, right? In the look, look right there. You see that blue yep. slide? Oh yeah, I saw it. That yeah. is a slide from the GCHQ talking about how to infiltrate online communities, stop deals, ruin business relationships, negative, post-negative information on Make people sound like crazy conspiracy theorists. Right there, right there, in our show notes, is the link to a slide by the GCHQ about how to infiltrate online communities. It's this this kind of crap that worries the hell out of me, because what if, I mean, people discredit people all the time. Yeah. People are internet trolls. There are yeah. people out there that are evil that don't even work for the GHGs. And now you have a government agency that's doing it. That is spreading ultimate, misinformation. The ultimate troll. Like their job. The ultimate troll. Their job is to spread misinformation. Yeah. And and nobody's talking about it except for online websites. It's yep. not being covered in any ma- nope. There's no clip for me to play right now. No, there isn't. I've got nothing. I've got I I monitor every national feed. I even monitor yep. just about every local feed that I can ever find and there's nothing. There's nothing about this because people are squashing this story. Well, and Chris, that's the reason why. That's the reason why the show exists. This is the reason why we have Unfiltered. Because if people jump in and support a show like this, then they know that we're not going to filter, uh, dare I say the name, not going to filter out this kind of stuff. Because this is the kind of thing that you guys need to know about. I agree. And thanks to you. 349 now. We're doing a lot better than we were last week, Chase. Huge improvement. Now, maybe that's because that we kind of went off a little bit. Well, we spent some time talking <laughs> we about did, We did talk about it, but we were honest. I mean, it comes down to honesty, you guys. If we're not honest about what our intentions are, and we're not honest about what is happening. Yeah, I, I think it too. It's about keeping the balance correct. Like there's yeah. there's nothing pulling us in any certain direction. No, right. There are, our motivations are to super serve the 347 people who are giving Nine. us five dollars a month. Forty nine. Forty nine. The 349 people who are giving us five dollars a month. And yeah. really, my motivations and my commitments to this show do not exceed or go beyond that number. Yep. I want to do whatever the F I need to do to make that 349 people happy. Right. And that fundamentally alters how a news show is designed, what it covers, right. and, and all the links we talk about, everything that we discuss. It fundamentally informs that decision yep. because it's about those supporters. It's yep. about keeping it's about those, those people, people happy. I want to thank them right now. I yeah. want to say thank you to Mikey C. Roger M. And, of course, Adrian or Adrian C. Uh, J double R. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Kyle B. Uh, uh, Cairo Zero. Cairo Zero. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Party Horse, who Mike, reached out to me. Yeah, my, uh, Mike D. Colby B. Lee H. Daniel S. Richard A. Jeff A. F. <laughs> Darren G. Boom! And of course, Ippy. Yeah, that's right. Now, the great thing about becoming an unfiltered supporter, because, you know, there's a lot of great things. Not only you're supporting the show as it is. But you get access to our pre and post show, which this week was it, it, great. It, oh, it's so good, so good. If this you week. want your head to explode this week, listen to that. The supporter <laughs> show is so. And by the way, also yeah. right now, clocking at uh, one hour and twenty foot, twenty six so minutes. So you get the full unfiltered experience because you also get the post show. Sometimes we're bringing the mumble room. It's a lot of fun. So you get that. Also, 
Tell them about that bit t- bit oh, torrent sync. Because that bit torrent sync chase oh, is so that, awesome. That information in its own right, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, you get you the can, source. You can get rid of the show. Yeah. You can just get rid of the show. Or if like we say something during a clip that you wanted to hear, just go listen to the clip you, on your you, own. You know what? You want to fact check? You want to? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Because you know sometimes well, we talk. Hold on, over, Chase. Yeah, go ahead. Look what I'm doing right now. I'm pulling up episode 87 yeah, of yeah, the Unfiltered Show. Okay. You see this directory right here? I've caught this. I've got this directory. I call it Overtime. There <laughs> are five clips in here that didn't make it to the show nope. that need to be watched. Yep, totally. uh, these are longer stuff, and it's really good stuff. One of them I'm going to refer to later in the show. Really good thing. So the BitTorrent sync, you, we have several BitTorrent syncs. Number one, we have the last five supporter show. That's great for if you're on the go, you want to grab the supporter show, you want to listen. You want to catch up, yeah. you know, you want to know what's going on. After that, we also then have the source files for all of our episodes since episode 54. Every clip, every art asset, all of our notes. You can actually track how things have changed it's, over and, the past like, you know, 35 plus And sometimes episodes. like, yeah. we might have a five-minute clip, and we'll yeah. play 30 seconds of it. You can yeah. get the full clip in the supporters show. You can get oftentimes video versions of what we talk about. This week specifically, I want you guys in the supporters audience out there in the BitTorrent sync to go look in episode 87 for the overtime folder. And I want you to watch every video in there because it's going to give you a lot more information on what we're going to talk about. Some of it's a little dry. It's too dry for the show, but it's such good information. Good educational content. And so if you become an Unfiltered supporter, you get the newsletter. Every time you become an Unfiltered supporter, if you're brand new, you sign up. Next time you, there's an episode comes out, you get the newsletter. You get the supporter show, which has a lot more content, gives you context of what we talk about. Well, a lot of times, like the Ukraine, we'll talk about a topic, we'll make it a main show topic, and yeah. then we'll fold it back into the supporter show. We'll continue to cover it yeah. for months at a time and then bring it back into the show. You get a much completer picture with Huge. the un- Huge. You get a much better picture with the Unfiltered Supporter Show. Plus, you keep us on the air. All you have to do is go to jupiterbroadcasting.com, click on the most recent episode, scroll down, click on the Amazon or Bitcoin button, and subscribe to the show for $5 a month. $5 a month. Not only do you get the four episodes, but you also then get the supporters' content. Now, now we know some of you have asked you know, for alternative options to, to jump into the supporters' show. And you know, and support the the network other than Amazon and Bitcoin. Uh, if you are using PayPal right now, and you know, hey, I we're we're trying to find an easier solution. Just make sure you let us know in the comments that you uh, yeah, shoot you, an email to me or yeah. Angela at Jupiter Broadcasting. Yeah, let us know so we can give you those perks because they're very important and, and we want to share those with you. And if you want something resolved quickly, email Angela at Jupiter Broadcasting.com. Angela, she's, she's helping yes. us keep all this stress. She's she's, she's awesome. running the business end of it for she's, us. She's upstairs right now running the business. She's checking those emails right. That's now. right, right now. All right, Chase. So yes. thank you, everybody. To Thanks, our 347 Really supporters. appreciate it. Let's shift gear. I want to get it. Look at this. Do you see this? Look at the soundboard. Um, well, you know, what, crazy what, what, whenever you have Hagel speaking, though. <laughs> yeah, I've clipped it down a little bit. So uh, he has, uh, by the way, I'm looking at 87 clips on Chris's screen right now. So uh, I'm going to only restrict them to about 13 of them. Okay, but, thank uh, you. Thank you. But he's yeah. got a lot. Yeah, he's I, got a lot. Uh, let's start with if you if you're not if you don't even know what the heck's been going on it's been building for years but this week we finally got the official announcement official landmark announcement today about America as a fighting force America. the Secretary of Defense essentially saying it is time to move away from the era of big ground wars like Afghanistan time to cut the U.S. military into a lean mean team ready for 21st century war 21st century war and of course. Martha, at the end of this report that Diane just gave us, leaves us with a haunting thought. All of this has to be approved by Congress, which will be a very tough sell. But here is one haunting thought, Diane. A recently retired general told me today 
He worries about slashing the number of troops. He said he remembers the day before 9-11 when he held in his hand a recommendation to cut America's troops. Of course, that is a cut, Diane. That never happened. And the stage has been set for the big debate. Thank you so much, Martha. Uh, uh, a big debate <laughs> is a bit of an understatement. Yeah, this no is kidding. going to be one of the greatest debates ever. This is the 2015 budget for the military we're talking about here. But what kind of cuts are we talking about? Well, Nora is going to sum it up for you. CBS News has learned the fiscal 2015 budget will cap pay raises for troops at 1%. The plan also freezes the salaries of generals and admirals. Other recommendations include cutting subsidies to commissaries, which sell groceries at a discount to military families, and a hike in health care premiums and smaller allowances for troop housing. The Pentagon also reportedly wants to shrink the U.S. Army to the smallest force since before World War II. The New York Times says the number could drop to 440,000. Now, when you think of America and our military, what comes to your mind? Oh, just the, the, the largest, the, right? The magnitude, well, second to China, right? <laughs> well, we spend so much money, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, just the the mat- uh, the technology, the troops, the the facilities, everything, right. the, the equipment, everything, right. all that. So uh, at his speech, which happened to mark his one-year uh, tenure as the Pentagon chief, Hegel revealed many details of the dispense, dispense pending, defense spending plan, easy for me to say, that will be part of the 2015 budget that President Obama will submit to Congress next week. Hegel described it as the first Pentagon budget to fully reflect the nation's transition from 13 years of war. Now, this as soon as... A war that we're not officially at, by the way. Right, yeah. Before this actually hit, everybody was coming out of the woodwork, including our buddy, Dick Cheney. Dick. It's really... uh is over the top. It does enormous long-term damage to our... So Dick picks up the phone right away, and he's calling Fox News. The first thing Dick does... ...damage to our military. They act as though it's like highway spending. You, know, you turn it on and off. Uh, the fact of the matter is, he's having a huge impact on the ability of future presidents to deal with future crises that are bound to arise. And I've told you, Sean, the story about right after Desert Storm when I was Secretary of Defense after we won, the first thing I did was call former President Reagan out in California and thank him for everything he'd done back in the 80s to build that magnificent force we had for Desert Storm. Uh, I can guarantee you there's never going to be a call from a future Secretary of Defense to Barack Obama to thank him for what he's done in the military. This is just devastating. It's just devastating. It's just devastating. So um, what Hegel has recommended and what Obama will be submitting to Congress is that we take the Army's a total troop readiness down 120k. Okay, now other than obviously the number side of it, because if it's a financial gain, we're, 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 uh, 120,000 yeah. reduction. So, so, so is this this is just all money driven? Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, right. Now, here's the thing: we we talked about on the show many many times that we we don't want to see the military industrial complex get larger, and see private contractors get larger. Sure, you know. Sure, yeah. And at the same time, you know, we also don't want our uh, country overspending money that they don't have either. Sure. But I also look at other things than other than affecting. I don't know. It's like, is there is there a better way other than maybe instead of spending you know a billion dollars on useless equipment or equipment that is just used once or twice and getting rid of it? So I'm. It has to be a, a direct person impact. Mm, that's a good question. I mean, is there? Is, Let me get to that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think so I think what Cheney has done has he sort of framed. So what Cheney is doing in, in Fox News in, at all 
is doing is sort of framing this as a what Obama is on is a mission to reduce the spending on the Defense Department to reduce our troops. Right. But I I think I think before we go any farther because I think you raise a really good question. But I think before we go any farther, we have to look historically. Let's take let's right. jump in the wayback machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go back to 2011. Okay. Secretary of Defense Robert Gates as he's laying out his plans to reduce spending. On the military. Third, I'll describe how these reform efforts, if followed through to completion, will make it possible to protect the U.S. military's size, reach, and fighting strength despite a declining rate of growth and eventual flattening of the defense budget over the next five years. Okay, so what Gates just said there, this was Gates in 2011, saying over the next five years we are flattening and reducing the defense budget. Right. And, and what Gates was laying out was a plan that in 2014 and 2015, major reductions in defense spending. Now, these are not, def- these are not cuts in cyber. These are not cuts oh, in, the, right. in the intelligence yeah. ap- apparatus. In the, entire, the entire intelligence industrial complex is not being cut. What we are simply cutting is our – well, there's a lot of things we are cutting. But what one of the things we are cutting is our troop number. Numbers. We're cutting down the troop numbers, uh, and and really, uh, it kind of makes sense. Like if you're drawing down from Afghanistan, you're drawing down from Iraq. You'd need less. You you need less of a ground. I trip. need to, I need to research something. Um, but I swear, and I I hate to invoke this myself. Oh oh oh, geez. Are you about to say nine eleven? Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, but before, hold on. Before nine eleven, um. I swear I thought we were in a, a troop reduction where we were closing down bases. I mean, hell, I even remember in the in the early 90s uh, that we were closing down bases and reducing our, our forces. Right. Yeah. And then when 9-11 happened, there was a huge explosion right. of recruitment, yeah. of uh, put more money into equipment, defense security, spending, defense yeah. spending, yeah. Oh, yeah. the whole nine yards, yeah. right? Yeah. And this now this is conspiracy. This is a conspiracy. You want me to fry a little yeah. bacon? Yeah, fry, fry a little bacon. Uh, and by the way, since I'm frying it, uh, where's my uh, oh, bacon? Oh, I get from? to pick. Well, yeah. uh, because I'm lazy, yeah. this bacon comes from our local butcher, uh, Savannah Meats. Uh, you know, second time we've had them. Well, very good. To be tr- to be honest, it's either Cash and, ca- cash and Carry or Savannah Meats. Savannah Meats works for me. Works for me. Okay. So, so here's the deal, right? So remember, there was a big, uh, there, was a, there was a drawdown, 9-11 happened. And then we built back up again because oh you know we, you know we got too small you know mm-hmm. we need we need to be ready fighting machine. Well, and if you look back through history, like um, after World there's, War One, there's been waves. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. So what if this happened? And now with with the stuff that we heard that made our brains explode in the supporter show, which I'm not going to leak right now. Yeah. But with, with that being told, that that part I can't say it. I want to say it, but that's that stuff. What if this means? That we draw the numbers down. Yeah, we so less then, ground troops, less ground troops, less stuff, and then something big happens. Well, who are we going to go big with well, at this point? Like, like, I, I, what if I don't know? I mean, well, it could be a bigger in the cyber arena. Yeah, well, but they're not cutting cyber spending. No, no, but uh, but you know, uh, I don't know. So it's, I, I, I just, I, I exactly. Have, uh, and here's what I want to ask you: Like, who are our big foes in the next twenty years? Right, it's Russia, it's China. Right, it's it's those kind of. Are we going to do a big ground invasion? I don't think so, Chase. Yeah. Do we need to occupy a country? I don't think so. And now, now I'm going to fry a little conspiracy bacon, so you get to pick where this bacon comes from. And by the way, this this bacon is great. It's coming uh, from Scottsdale, Arizona, home of the Giants, the spring oh, training. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. nice. Yeah. What if 
Obama's in his second term. He brings in Hagel, and they've decided they are going to remove the ability for any future president to invade and occupy, which, by the way, you got to replace the word occupy because that's my propaganda. Right. You have to replace that. They call it stabilize. So what if you what if Obama's goal here is to remove the ability for a future president to invade and quote unquote stabilize a future country? So what Obama wants to do is say, we're going to go cyber. We're going to go drone. We're going to go special ops. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reduce the capacity for future presidents to occupy an entire effing country. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Lennox King in the chat room brings up an incredible thing. Lay it on me. What about, what if North Korea finally does the unthinkable? Right. And they invade South Korea. Right. They just go for it because they have a bug up their butt. But even in that scenario, are we going to ground troop that bitch? Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That seems like a huge waste of life to me. Like, drop bombs. Get the drones out there. Bring on the cyber warfare. But are we really going to do 200,000 troops versus 100,000 troops? Nah, are we going to do man, that anymore? I, I would hope not. I would hope none of it happens. I, I, mean, I mean, the only scenario in where you need that kind of troop force is when you are, are occupying a territory. And I mean, is that even- I, I, I could see that happening. And it's, it's, it's a weird thing, right? You know, yeah, we have all this high-tech warfare. And we have all these items that we could use. Cyber. But there's something Drones. to be said about the traditional thing. Boots on of, the ground. Boots on the ground. Because here's the thing. It's. It's while yes, you can have little drones flying over the air being radio controlled from a base somewhere. There's something impactful about having huge images of massive troop yeah. buildups yeah. going across a square so, or going through a town. Here's the pathetic or thing: flying on a plane. I think this is the unspoken, pathetic, limp dick thing about the United States: is I don't think we can actually even afford to deploy the amount of troops we have today. Oh no. No, I don't we, think we can't. We don't have the money well, for it. It's not just we troops. Are, we can't afford a lot of crap. We right are now. a bunch of impotent barking dogs in the corner who couldn't actually afford to deploy the amount of people we have standing by for deployment. We can't even do it. We can't arm them. We can't give them the troops and the machines they need. We are impotent, Chase. Yeah. And I think that's the reality that Hegel and Obama are dealing with here. But I do think there is a logical argument to be made, and I, I actually think General Kane made it recently on Fox News. Joining me now, retired four-star General Jack Keane, former vice chief of staff of the Army and a Fox News military analyst. Uh, good morning, General. Good to have you with us today. Good morning. Did you find this surprising? No, I mean, this is a part of sequestration, and uh, I, I find it very disappointing, but, but not surprising. You know, th these cuts represent 50% of the sequestration cuts, whereas the Department of Defense, in terms of federal outlays, only represent 19% of the budget. And I think that that's what really has our military leaders so frustrated, is they know in the post-9-11 wars, as in previous wars when we draw down, that they, they should be some cuts. But these cuts are disproportionate to the rest of the federal budget. And that's the rub. This is going to be a huge well, battle. Yeah, and I, I, now, I understand the argument there, but here, here's the deal. And when he's we, talking about our federal budget, he's talking about... I know, he's talking about all the Unemployment. Other, right, yeah. He's talking yeah. about Medicare. Yeah. But then again, you know, you, you've been over to my house, Chris. Right. Yeah. What do, uh, have you ever been in my uh, guest bathroom at the end of the house? I don't think I have. Okay. Well, if you ever come and visit the I, facilities. Well, I've been, I mean, I've, if, if, if I've been, I've peed at your house before. Okay. Is that well, the guest bathroom? Well, the one at the end of the house. I don't know. Okay. I've been, I definitely peed at your house. Not in the bathroom. Fair enough. Um, I have a poster called Death and Taxes. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
where it basically breaks down with circles, and it's a very beautiful chart, and uh, uh, I forget who does it, uh, but he's he does really nice work, and he updates it every year. Bill Hicks. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Okay. no. There you go. Okay. However, this chart shows the dis- the, the money that is spent. We spend, like I, I want to say, 60% of our, our – 60 or 30%, either number. We spend a lot of money on – I think it's 60% on military stuff. I've got some charts in the show notes. I mean, like, for example, for the fiscal year budget of 2011, and yeah. this is this is on Wikipedia, so you know it's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we total spending for the military, which includes operations, personnel, procurement, housing, construction, testing, and the whole nine yards, six hundred and eighty-three point seven billion. billion. Yeah, billion, billion, a half a trillion right. dollars. Right. And here's the thing, right? You know, for example, just just taking one segment, if we want to talk about a program, like for example, we talked about in the supporter show, the F thirty-five Joint Strike Fighter. Right. You know how much money? $11 billion. You know how many troops that could take care of? Yeah. Just just one program. Now, here's the thing, I right? Know. This is where the military-industrial yeah. complex comes to play because, are right, you cut this program. Yeah. Where's, where's those planes being built? You can't. See, here's the thing, though. You just can't. This yeah. is one of the things, this though. Is, this is why it's so big. How do you... How do you slice things up like that? If you that? cut the F-35, you, you, you essentially are cutting the United States' future... Air supremacy. All right, so you don't cut the F thirty five. But what about, for example, the Virginia class submarine five point four yeah, billion, which we will be ordering two of for the follow for for the remaining forever. We're still it's two a year supposedly forever. We're still uh, uh, spending two billion dollars on the F A eighteen E F Hornet. Uh, we're spending <laughs> uh, one point five billion on the space based infrared system. Oh, ooh, that sounds pretty nice actually. Yeah. Uh, we're also spending uh, two point eight billion on the V twenty two Osprey. <laughs> You know, and, and oh man, that's a good one. What else you got? Oh yeah, we're also spending two point seven on the carrier replacement program. Two point seven billion. Yep, on a replacement uh, program. Okay. Yeah, the DDG fifty one Burke class Aegis destroyer three point oh billion. Okay, the brigade combat team modernization three point two billion. Chase, I like the word brigade a lot. <laughs> I never even heard of this. The RQ four Global Hawk. Oh, one point five billion. I like hawks. And they can, and here's the best one. Okay. This this doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Chemical demilitarization. Oh. <laughs> 1.6 billion. That sounds like something we should spend money on, Chase. Yeah, wait. Demilitarization. I, right. I can't even say right. the word right. So, uh, uh, uh Fox wants to make sure that we understand this is all about the mandatory spending, not about any spend not about none of this on military spending. Great chart by the way. Doug McElway keeping an eye on all of that. He's live here in Washington. Doug Morning, John. The announcement of major cuts in defense comes at a time when the CBO says the federal spending elsewhere is going through the roof. The only thing actually declining is discretionary spending. It accounts for about a third of the budget total at $1.2 trillion in 2013 and is projected to edge down by about $7 billion or less than 1% in the year 2014. Mandatory spending is another story. Things like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid are not constrained by the annual appropriations process, and they make up about 60% of the federal budget. Such spending is projected to rise by about $85 billion, or 4%, to $2.1 trillion this year. But the wild card in all this is spending to pay the interest on the debt. The CBO says, and I'm quoting here, the government's net interest costs are projected to increase rapidly by an average of 14% per year almost quadrupling in dollar terms between 2014 and 2024. 
We could eliminate the whole defense budget. We could eliminate the whole discretionary budget, close down all of the builds, buildings here in Washington, and we would still be running a deficit of a half trillion dollars a year because of mandatory spending. I and hate that's that argument. Where the problem is. I hate that argument. Be, oh, well, we could shut down everything. Shut them down. But you know what? We're still going to have a half a billion dollar deficit. Yeah. So, uh, so why shut down everything? Why bother? Why even bother? Doesn't that's, matter. That's circular logic. Yeah. It's totally circular I mean, circular you and logic. I, Chris, as Americans, have to uh, pay our bills on time. Yeah. We can't run into <laughs> into the red and say, you know what, uh, power company, listen, you know, <laughs> I know I look. haven't paid my bill in six uh, months. Look. But, you know, you keep the lights on and I'll pay you what I can. Right, right. Yeah, that is some crap, isn't it? Yeah, but they can come to us. I mean, and by the way, you guys uh, who are watching the enhanced feed, uh, that big yellow section, by the way, that you saw on that chart that we're spiking up there, uh, that's the interest on the debt. That's just the interest. That's the interest. Yep. <laughs> that. What's killing us is the interest. What's killing us yeah. is is that you know. I agree. We're just we're overspending, and I understand. You know what? I can't believe I'm saying this too. Yes, at least Hegel's trying to cut back. Yeah. I'm just I'm real skeptical on the the true reasons. Right. What's what's really behind it? Are we just transferring it to a private uh private? I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. I well, let's so let's talk a little bit about the spending cuz yeah. that seems to be a, a sticking point for you and the chat room yeah. and, and the F35 seems to be sort of a sticking point. So let's talk a little bit about the cost of the F35. The F-35 Joint Strike Fighter is the Pentagon's newest warplane and its most expensive weapon system ever. Nearly $400 billion to buy 2,400 aircraft. To put that in perspective, that's about twice as much as it costs to put a man on the moon. This at a time when the White House and Congress are fighting over ways to reduce the federal deficit and cuts in defense spending are forcing the Pentagon to shrink the size of the military. The Air Force, Navy, and Marines are all counting on the F-35 to replace the warplanes they're flying today. If it performs as advertised, the F-35 will enable U.S. pilots to control the skies in any future conflict against the likes of China or Russia. But the F-35 has not performed as advertised. It's seven years behind schedule and $163 billion over budget. Or, as the man in charge of the F-35 told us, Basically, the program ran itself off the rails. Yeah, so PBS just did a piece on the F-35. I have it linked in the in the show notes. I also have it in the Unfiltered uh, newsletter, supporter show newsletter. The F-35 is nuts. Uh, and despite all of the problems we're having with it, we're kind of too far into it at this point, so we're buying more. Is the F-35 program now under control? Uh, yes, uh, it is. Shortly after he spoke with us, Kendall issued this memo stating progress is sufficient to increase production next year. But he warned the plane's software is behind schedule and reliability is not growing at an acceptable rate. Still, the Pentagon plans to buy as many as 100 F-35s a year by 2018. Has the F-35 program passed the point of no return? I don't see any scenario where um, we're walking back away from this program. So the American taxpayer is going to buy this airplane. I would tell you we're going to buy a lot of these airplanes. <laughs> we're going to buy a lot of Chase. But because that's their only option. It is. And we not only that, but we've sold it to other countries and we're shutting down the programs for like the A-10. 
So we need something, and this is sort of the universal plane. And it's got like this crazy ass helmet. You got to see this. this no, PBS it's documentary. yeah, it's it's pretty high tech. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. high tech. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I can't get away from is this whole we're going to be cutting back to pre World War II. As we know, the spending plan would shrink the army to its smallest size since the 1930s, before World War II. But there's a lot of things that have changed since 1930s, and Chuck Hagel, the defense secretary, points that out. Secretary of Defense Chuck Hagel says he wanted to look for Houston soldiers in the eyes and let them know what cuts would mean, and why he plans to reduce the military to the smallest it's been since before World War II. To try to compare what the Army looked like or the force structure in the United States of America in 1939 or 1940 to today is there's no comparison. Hagel told the troops because of today's technology and training, it takes fewer people to get the job done. Now, I love, I mean, I agree with this this concept. Look, technology has given us efficiencies. We don't need as many ground troops as we used to need. We no, got, that makes sense. We got drones, yeah. we got cyber, we got We have ways to do it more effectively, of yeah. course. But the thing that's funny about all of this is at the end of the day, after all is said and done, after all the fights that are about, I mean, by the way, the Unfiltered show right now is telling you about this because you are about to watch some S go down in Congress because next year is an election cycle and oh. all of this stuff, defense spending, oh. all of these people that have projects in their districts, yep. it's going to get super hot. Yep. But you got to keep one particular fact in mind. It's actually, we're increasing the military budget. What? The president's budget for fiscal year 2015 will also contain a new five-year defense budget plan, mapping out defense programs through 2019. Over five years, this plan projects $115 billion more in spending than sequestration levels. Oh, so we're actually spending $115 billion more than we're spending now. So we're actually increasing the military budget. We're just giving more money to the CIA, the NSA. You know, the federal government does this. The state government does this. Yes. Where we're actually increasing it by $115 billion. But we're making cuts. But it's cuts. It's hard. It's tough. We're making tough it's cuts. It's super rough. People are losing jobs. America can't defend itself. But we're spending $115 billion more. So and, and he just says it right there. We're spending money that we don't have. And at the end of the day, I'm not some big commie bastard who wants to redistribute wealth, but I look at the military-industrial complex like the beast that all of my friends that I have worked with over the years describe it as, and it brings me back. I, I look back at Dwight D. Eisenhower, and he made the point that every missile sold is less money spent on the people. Every gun that is made... Every warship launched, every rocket fired signifies, in the final sense, a theft from those who hunger and are not fed, those who are cold and are not clothed. This world in arms is not spending money alone. It is spending the sweat of its laborers, the genius of its scientists, the hopes of its children. And I will leave you with this point that Dwight D. Eisenhower was trying to make. This is something that's sitting on top of the American economy and sucking us dry. It is pulling all of the wealth out of the country and transferring it to lobbyists, transferring it to special interest groups, transferring it to contractors, and transferring it to crazy military projects like the F-35, which is billions of – hundreds of billions of dollars yeah. over budget.
Chris, I say four words on the show. Go for it. A lot. Go for it, Chase. Show me the money. Show me the money! And that's what's happening here. Yeah. That is exactly what's happening. We're... Uh, you, uh, what's uh, what's the uh, quote? You're you're writing you're writing checks. Your body can't cash. Yeah, you yeah. know we're we can't cash these checks. We're, we're making a good show. Like so, Cheney is talking about how Obama is devastating the military. But these are programs that Gates put into play back in 2011, right? And where and was Cheney, by the way? Where was he? Oh well. And you've got yeah, all these people who are talking about these drastic cuts. At the same time, hey, by the way, you know that sequester, that huge sequester, yeah. big deal? Yeah. yeah. Go F yourself about the sequester. We want $115 billion more than the sequester gives us, and we're going to take it. Yep. And by the yeah. way, at the same time, we're going to call it cuts. We're going to call it cuts. And this drives me crazy. And the American people are going to eat this up like mother's milk from the tit. Well, and the worst thing about this is – we're we're setting ourselves up very very dangerously here to an economic disaster that will surpass any kind of military conflict in our lifetime. We are setting ourselves up for something that for is tragic. tragic. Yeah, not just a crash. It's it's going to be worse than that. It's it, going to be um, awful. In the show notes, I have linked a it's PBS. Scary. Uh, it, it is kind of slow. It's kind of long. Oh, it's PBS. But I have a PBS <laughs> documentary called The Deep State Hiding in Plain Sight. It is an interview with a former GOP Congress congressional staff member uh, who left and wrote a book about how the deep state exists. What he's calling like all of these intelligence associated forces how they're completely out of control and how they're sucking money out of us i've got the video in the overtime directory so if you're an unfiltered supporter sync share member you've got it already if you're not go to the show notes go watch this video I, if just, you you need to see this video i'm just wondering i i sometimes you know in doing this show you know and it's, a lot of people a lot of people ask and they oh. they say you know how how do you do this show? you know what does it make you think you know you know how do you like doing the show and you know, and, and I think about this. I think about, all right, what is it going to take for Joe Q Public to, to get fired up? To get fired up yeah. to the point where they're going to be in the streets like what's going on in, in the Ukraine uh, and, and just really protesting against the government. Yeah. What's it going to take for you listening to the show right now to get off your butts and write a letter or contact your congressperson and do something. Yeah. I understand you guys like to listen to the show for entertainment and it's <laughs> and, and it's a fun show to listen to. I like listening to Hey-o. the show. It's fun. However, we need to make an impact as as people, not just Americans. If you're if you're English, if you're Australian, if you're uh, Italian, well, I don't care. Let's make an impact. Maybe people. we can inspire some people by looking at what's happening in the Ukraine right now, because that's just going yeah. crazy. I want to follow up on that because that was the main focus of last week's episode. And by the way, the Ukrainian parliament has impeached their president. Uh, breaking news now this hour. Lawmakers in Ukraine have voted to impeach the president, Viktor Yanukovych, for crimes against the people. Well, that's the latest ruling by the now opposition-dominated parliament. And I'm not going to go too far into this because it's, it's, it's developing into a crazy and pissing match. And by the way, email us. Go over to jupiterbroadcasting.com. Click the contact link. Choose Unfiltered from the drop-down. Let us know your perspective because I'm watching this from the sidelines. I'm going crazy right now. I am seeing this pissing match continue, though. It, it's getting crazy. Russia is making a show of strength this morning near Ukraine's border. President Vladimir Putin ordered a military drill in western and central Russia. It will test combat readiness of local forces. There's still no sign of Ukraine's ousted 
elected president. He vanished from the Capitol Friday after a week of violence. This morning, a riot police unit blamed for attacking protesters was ordered to disband. So you got the president who's vanished. Yeah. You yeah. got Putin who's doing a show of force a lot right along the border. And you got the U.S. who's saying... Get out of it. Get out of all of this. It's going nuts right now. I'd love to get some perspective from the unfiltered Yeah, audience. no, anybody from, from that side of the world, obviously, we, we, we get limited information sometimes depending on the news outlets over here. So yeah. if you have information, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And one of the ways you can do that is by going over to the unfiltered subreddit, unfiltered.reddit.com. I'm checking that several times a week. Chase is in there all the time. And right before the show goes on the, goes on the air, we're weighing what you guys say. We're absolutely. checking your comments. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's the greatest thing about the unfiltered subreddit where you get the uh, the chance to actually engage in the conversation and really have your voice heard on this show. You know, Chase, every episode you like to make a few predictions. I do, and I, I never look at it. it well, I, do I look didn't at save it. my page, so I got to jump ahead of Oh, yeah, fair enough. All right, so <laughs> you said last week, oh my gosh, craziness. I can't even believe it. All right. Yeah. I think sometimes I think you're out of control. You I, said I'm, we would reach 11,000. 11,000? No, no. No, I mean, sorry, 1,175 this week. You know what? And it's it's one of those situations where I think I'm never going to make it. And this week, we surpassed it. <laughs> Again, 1,179 <laughs> awesome right, readers on the Unfiltered right, subreddit. That's a craziness. What do you want to make a prediction uh, I'm gonna, for next I'm week? Do, go, you, do you want to do it? Do you wanna... Yeah, sure, of course. 1,185. What? Yeah. 1185. No. I'm no. crazy. So go to unfilter.reddit.com. That can't happen, Chase. Unfilter.reddit.com. Yeah, that's right. Now, Chase, if I was going to follow you throughout the week, yeah. maybe on Twitter, maybe yeah. I'd get you some of your wisdom, 140 characters. You can follow me on Twitter at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. I give three extra characters because you are on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S. So you use three extra characters. Yeah, but it's a great way to get a hold of me, and I'm checking that a lot often, a lot more often than email because, well, to be honest with you, I can get through a lot more, a lot quicker. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just telling you like it is, Chase. Fair enough. Of course, you can you can always join us live yes. over at jblive.tv, but unfiltered.reddit.com, that's where we want you to go right yeah, now. absolutely. Get your thoughts in there. Leave your comments. Vote things up and down. Also, every week, we put a link to this week's episode where you can give us your feedback specifically to the things we covered. We want to know. And, you know, I mean, there. for example, we could be censors and we're not. There's a thread that's titled, Why I'm Not yeah. an Unfiltered Support. We well, don't remove it. Should we read that in the post show? We could. Let's do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll do it in the post show. So, you guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of Unfiltered. And we'll see you right back here next week. <laughs>